Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Chingonas Only Club. This is simply a trigger warning. This episode is titled, What to Really Expect When You're Expecting. So if you are squeamish, (laughs) if you don't like talking about bodily functions, the process of birthing a child, and anything, if things about the human body gross you out and real talk grosses you out, you may want to skip this episode because my guest and I get pretty graphic on this one. And while it's hilarious and entertaining, I understand that it's not for everybody. So this may be an episode that you want to skip. So this is your trigger warning. But if you're all in, then let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chingona's Only Club. Today, I have a guest with me. She's a two-time guest on the show. Heck yeah. Sam, say hello. Hello. And we want to talk to you guys about the fairy tales of motherhood. Oh, yes. And the falseness behind them all. So get ready, get comfortable, and let's dive in. Okay, so let's get started. So the point of today's episode is to talk to another fellow woman, a mom, about the fairy tales and myths and of the joys of parenthood mm-hmm. or motherhood or just having children in general. Because Sam and I have talked and we we have agreed to be 100% honest with anyone who is planning on having children and hopefully talk them out of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I not talk, talk them out of it. <laughs> I would say expect the actual reality of what's going to yeah. happen, specifically when you're like giving birth. Cause I feel like it's very like angelic and like you're bringing life into the world and you'll see this beautiful infant and you'll and fall you'll in love. love them and, and, and you know, that happens for some people, but I feel like more often than not, that's not, the it's case. not necessarily the case. No. So let's start at the beginning. Okay. I think we should talk about society and what they tell you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go into the reality. So then that people can track our conversation. Okay. Okay. So I think society, there's an unwritten rule that women are to have babies. Yes. And it's almost like society wants us to want to have babies. And so they talk up the experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like you said, it's not that it doesn't, it's not actually a great experience, but it's also pretty fucking horrible and mixed in with a lot of horrendous experiences in between that people never tell you. And I think a lot of women, um, especially nowadays, are very, very disappointed with their pregnancy, with their labor and delivery, mm-hmm. with their early parenting experiences. And I think it starts at pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you know about pregnancy before you actually got pregnant? So growing up, I'm going to have, um, I never thought anything more about that. I never thought about like, how that would work, you know, am I married? Am I not married? Who am I? Where am I living? What's my job? I never thought about any of that other than the fact that I'm going to have a kid. Cool. Like you accepted that that was something you wanted. Correct. But outside of that, that's all I thought. And did you, you ever know, talk to your, like your mom or your family about whether they like being a parent? No. 
Uh, well, okay, let me rephrase that. I would say no, but in the fact of the only thing that I knew about me, particularly when I was born, was that I wasn't planned, and I knew that my mom never wanted to have kids. It should have been a discussion, right? <laughs> like, at some point, it's like, we're having kids, but I don't really want... <laughs> well, that's the thing, is, like, my parents ended up together because they were pregnant. So that that's essentially how I became here, which I'm totally cool with. Like, this is fine. Yeah. But none of that was ever explained like the specifics of it like you know are you gonna be married are you gonna yeah yeah just like the gonna... actual logistics correct right the, the adult grown stuff you were just like oh i'm gonna have a baby one day and this is gonna be great and i'll be child. a great mom and i'll be great and i'll great be perfect uh-huh. and, and they'll be perfect yeah and this will be great <laughs> and i've never i mean the first pregnant belly i ever touched was my own i had never touched a pregnant belly before that yeah i had never uh asked questions like I didn't know that it was like hard I don't know what I thought but I didn't think about it obviously I (laughs) I didn't think that hard that's funny so when I when I became pregnant because originally I used to be married and we had planned out our kid then we tried to get pregnant and that in itself isn't as easy as it seems Mm -hmm. some people get pregnant just by sneezing Uh uh-huh and then there's some people who like try for years and years and years and years and can't they have to work really hard and i think that's actually Mm -hmm. something that's really really important that people don't talk enough about is that because the expectation is that you have a baby Mm -hmm. that's what makes the inability to have a baby naturally so disappointing for some women and that's why some of them are like adamant and they'll put themselves through hell to be able to carry a baby when there's so many children out there because they it has been so like taboo why can't like there's you things must to have your you own must have DNA. your own DNA baby and yes. at the end of the day I don't get it like I I have my child and yes he's like a replica of me in terms of like personality mm-hmm. but I don't think that has anything to do with with genes I think that has everything to do with this is my child I raised him and mm-hmm. he has taken after me what I do, what he sees, what he witnesses. And, and, and you do that, right? As a kid, yeah. you, you look at someone and you're like, oh, I want to be like this person. And then you model behavior. And it's something that people are just like so against. And so when they can't get pregnant in the beginning, it's like Super just upset. heartening yes. and so tough on relationships. What's very interesting about that is I was never worried that I couldn't have kids, but I'm learning even now just by talking to men, and I could be wrong, just the men that I've talked to, a lot of them are always shocked when either their girlfriend gets pregnant or their wife gets pregnant. Because (laughs) apparently, from what I've been told, Uh a lot of men think that they're infertile because nobody, like they hadn't had an accidental pregnancy, which I don't think that's the way you should gauge that. Well, that's, well, I think that has nothing to do with like society and everything to do with lack of education. I've had more than two men tell me this. Like I always thought I was infertile. I know, and it's, but it's because they're stupid. Like most of them don't realize, you know, that women don't pee out of their vagina. I mean, you're not wrong. And, that, uh-huh. and most of them don't know that, you know, tampons go There's different holes like and... that you don't because they always ask like, how do you pee with a tampon? And it's like, how are you this stupid? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think that has a lot to do with maturity, um, yeah. how you're raised, because it's like, hello, <laughs> you uh, like. 
biologically you should understand how babies are made Mm -hmm. and unless you've gone like officially tested um so that's what I did yeah that's what I did with my with my uh husband at the time he was worried about that he was worried that he couldn't have kids and I remember I showed him this video because I saw it I don't remember where I saw it National Geographic one of them places (laughs) like Science Channel and I showed him this it's my favorite video like once Marley gets a little older I'm gonna show her like it's so it was a, a replica of getting pregnant but they used people in clothing like they had people dressed in white and they were like the sperm and they showed how difficult on scale compared to your oh my God. uterus of how difficult it is for <laughs> sperm to get to the egg. Okay, hold on, pause. We need to link this video in the show notes because okay, I will. That sounds horrifying. It's horrifying yeah. and also super like I so he was worried about this, right? So I showed him this video and he literally was like, Wow, so it's not me. This is actually difficult. I'm like, no, it's difficult. Like my body is built to keep you away from me. I don't know why that's like that, but it is. Oh my and the, goodness. It's a really you should watch it. It's really interesting. I'm gonna um, have to now. It's super funny. And then at the end you're like, whoo, but it's like to scale. They compare yeah. your your uterus to like the Grand Canyon and like you're a person. Like that's the <laughs> scale. Like, it's insane. And you're all sprinting there and it's it's really nobody fun. wants to think of their uterus as the Grand Canyon, it, but thank you for that yes. imagery. That's what they showed. I'm just saying. It's really interesting. It's really funny. Um, okay. Highly so, recommend. So you, that was something like you came to the conclusion of that reality on your own uh-huh. of, okay, pregnancy is not as easy as people make it think. Correct. And that's something that people should know for sure. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely think that 100%. And that it's okay that you don't. Like you don't get pregnant, that you don't choose to have kids, that you don't, like it's. So I should preface this whole story by saying like the value of being a mom isn't compared to if you can have your kid or not. Like you're a mom because you have kids, Mm -hmm. regardless of where those kids came from, how you got those Mm -hmm. kids. If you, if you had them C-section, if you had them vaginally, if you had them uh, adoption, if they, you know, flew out of the sky from whatever, like those are your kids. That makes you a Like the start delivered your baby. That makes you a mom, your mom, your mom, like. (laughs) Cool. Yes. Whether you, you have a baby. Whether you take care of your sister's kids, it doesn't matter. That makes you a mom. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can love those children just as much as you can love your own child. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't want anybody to think that. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that you, you said anything alluring to that. Sweet. Uh, what I'm saying is <laughs> it's just a reality that nobody likes to talk about. And yeah. people deal with it silently and quietly mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. And it's devastating. Um, but then say you do get pregnant. Yeah. Right. I have to tell you that I never wanted children mm-hmm. and never thought I would want children. Let me rephrase that. Okay. And then, of course, you know, I meet my husband, whom I love very much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to have babies with this man. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything Makes changed. Sense. And my whole perspective changed, right? It was just something that I wanted and he wanted. And we just wanted to build a family together. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, I had touched a pregnant belly because my mom, mm-hmm. right? But... I had no idea what pregnancy would feel like, you know. I remember in elementary school, one of my teachers was pregnant, and I remember that she was always eating crackers, like saltine crackers. Yeah. And I always asked her, like, if those were her favorite cookies or something, and she said, no, I'm just always throwing up, and this is the only thing that makes me feel good. Okay. And that was probably the most honest response about, like, real 
thing that I ever received in terms of the downsides of being pregnant Mm -hmm. because all you see outside is like oh my god these women who are glowing right everybody talks about the fucking glow Mm -hmm. like it just magically happens and I thought that that was gonna be me and I thought that I was gonna you know since I was like 105 pounds I was like a fucking stick I was like oh I'm gonna have a little belly and it's gonna look so cute and I want one of those cute moms who wear cute clothes and you know everything's gonna be great and you know what I was so sadly disappointed because I'm 5'2 my baby like my torso is like four inches long Mm -hmm. (laughs) my baby has no room to grow but out yes right and so like my belly was freaking huge when I turned to the side like people would be shocked they were That's like so they were like holy shit you're like pregnant pregnant yeah and that and because i was so small i showed so quickly and everybody feels entitled to commenting on your body 100%. Right? so it's like oh my god you've you're huge oh my god you've gone so big and unknowingly like it started to Thank really you. fuck with my self-esteem yeah. and I started to feel gross and nasty and you know I didn't know about all the hormonal changes when you're pregnant mm-hmm. besides the exhaustion right because you're fucking tired I think the only things that I knew about being pregnant well I knew the specifics I knew how babies work I knew I took a child development class in high school so mm-hmm. I knew the I knew babies like how they work, I guess, in your body. Like, mm-hmm. I know that they grow. I yeah. know that they, you know, move things yeah. around. I get that. But you're right. I never heard it from the perspective of the mom. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what would happen to you. You I knew only how knew the, you were going to. I only knew the science behind babies. Yeah. Not you were going to nurture that baby and you were going to grow that baby inside you. And eventually, you knew whether you liked it or not that it was going to come out of your vagina and not your butt. <laughs> now, let me tell now let me tell you. I remember when I was pregnant, I was terrified to give birth. Yeah. Terrified. I remember being like, can I just opt for a C-section? And people were like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, please, like, I don't want to experience the pain of But that. it's funny because that's also a misconception that, that C-sections are easy. 100%. Easier I had than no vaginal idea. birth. Yeah. 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 So, so, so going back, right? So I'm pregnant now right I had stopped like keeping track I wasn't like I'm not gonna plan to keep track then I randomly just took a test because yeah I feel like it why not I don't feel any different I don't feel whatever I take a test and it's positive and I was like holy shit I feel the complete same as I did yesterday like wow but I'm now growing a kid okay that's interesting it was very weird and surreal feeling Knowing that now I have this like responsibility mm-hmm. almost of this little thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Kind of terrified. You suddenly became mildly and terrifyingly aware of your surroundings and what you were doing. And- yes. yes. So like, so like I, you know, for me, I'm, I would say that I'm kind of rare in the sense of like, I loved my pregnancy. It was super easy. Mine. mine was super easy. I was, well, you have to think, right? I'm 5'11". I'm almost six yeah. foot. My torso is about a foot long. Like, <laughs> I have lots of room for, for children. 
And uh, the only thing that I'm not good at is I don't have stretchy skin. So, like, I ha- I got destroyed with stretch marks. Uh-huh. Other than that, carrying children was fine. I was a little sick in the beginning and everyone's threw up. Uh, I did have high blood pressure, but it never actually affected me. I'll say that stretch marks. Yeah. That's also, that is one thing that the minute you get pregnant, people start giving you advice on. Yes. That's the one thing that they're like, make sure that you're putting lotion on your body, like, 24-7 so when that I, you don't get stretch marks. When I went in to get, now, mind you, uh, I was you know very I, I almost made it to 40 weeks like two days before 40 weeks my belly was no bigger than like like 30 weeks mm-hmm. like I wasn't I didn't look like I was ready to give birth when mm-hmm. I did but when I went into like the day that I was going to give birth the nurse came to go put the straps on my stomach when I laid down and lifted my shirt she said whoa you really earned those tiger stripes and I was like like I get what you're saying I get it I get you're trying to be yeah supportive but that was so backhandedly wow your stomach is fucked (laughs) but yay you like what I I don't know how I'm supposed to react to that I was just like "Uh, yeah no (laughs) and so here's the thing though like people were always like oh use this lotion and this lotion and this lotion what people fail to tell you that genetics has a lot to do in your ability to heal from stretch marks that's one Mm -hmm. and the elasticity of your skin So whether or not you're going to have loose skin after you give birth, like that is all genetics. If your skin is, you have elasticity, your skin heals from scarring very easily, great. But if you don't, holy shit, and nobody tells you that, (laughs) you feel like absolute crap during Mm -hmm. your pregnancy. Every time a stretch mark comes out, not only do you feel it, right, because your skin is like tearing. And it Um, itches. It itches and... But everybody feels the need to comment on it, and it mm-hmm. really, really sucks. And what they should educate you on is that, hey, you're going to get pregnant, and you're going to get stretch marks, and depending on your skin's elasticity and ability to heal, you might get this, and it's okay. And yeah. like, you know, but the fact that everybody's, oh, no, if you put lotion on it three times a day, not it happen. will not happen. And then you have fucking crazy asses like me where I'm like lotioning and lotioning and lotioning, and I'm just frustrated because there's another stretch mark and another stretch mark, and I'm just driving myself insane because mm-hmm. the expectation is is you must be doing something you shouldn't wrong, have these stress marks. right yeah yes and I'm like no this is absolute bullshit and I was hot all the I stopped time. giving I stopped putting lotion on my, oh my I was God. like I'm just accepting it. I was my temperature my body uh-huh. temperature was like so off and it was in the middle of summer oh yeah no and I was I remember that I didn't want to wear underwear I was like I don't want to wear underwear but like it's hot down yeah. there like everything is hot yeah. and nobody I didn't want to go anywhere because then I have to like wear clothes and yeah. I didn't want I it was just such a sweaty, disgusting. So like, I will say the mess. The only weird thing that happened with me when I was pregnant, my first like trimester, um, my husband at the time was deployed, and I had to you know prepare my own food and I lived by myself mm-hmm. when he's not there. My friend had to come over and get rid of all of my like uh, perishable foods from mm-hmm. my refrigerator. She threw it all out. She cleaned my refrigerator out for me. And then I literally had to, like, order food. Like, I was ordering healthy food. But I had to order food from restaurants and then throw it immediately outside in the garbage outside. I I couldn't go into the kitchen. Yeah, your sense of smell is, like, insane. Like, my walking from my room to my living room, I had to go through the kitchen. And I would gag the whole time. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. (laughs) Why am I gagging? (laughs) The crazy part with my pregnancy wasn't so much as the pregnancy as it was the birth. Yeah. That was completely unexpected so i i tried to prepare for it i went to a birth class so let's so let's talk about 
the just for the sake of time yeah let's talk about the things that you were not prepared for like what happened that was completely fucking shocking in your in, in during your birth all right um a week before i gave birth when i went into the appointment they asked me do you want us to check how much you're dilated just to see check your cervix see where you're at and i was like sure that sounds totally harmless check your cervix well <clears throat> nobody explained to me that when they check your cervix they have to reach into your vagina and go to reach the top of your cervix mm -hmm. okay and when your cervix isn't like dilated or effaced or anything at all it's, it's deep yes and i it was so painful when she did this like you know it felt like she was just like like fucking missing you what? all right like i was like ma'am what is happening sorry for the listeners for that graphic and sound like, effects it was so painful it was just like her fist was like pushing into my pelvic bone because uh -huh. she's trying to see how far by the way i was zero everything there was nothing but because of that i then was in pain like i then had was sore and then my mucus plug fell out okay because of that. Mucus plug. Mucus plug. So nobody warned me about this shit. <laughs> okay. My doctor mentioned it when I was almost at the end of my pregnancy. Like, I think I had to Google your, it. She said, has your mucus plug fallen out? Yeah. And I'm like, like touching my, my nose. Fine, right? I'm like, do I have a moco hanging out? Like, <laughs> I don't know what she's fucking talking about. Yeah. And the fact that she doesn't acknowledge, I was 20, 23, 24. I was 23. And, and so I'm like, you do, it's my first kid. Mm -hmm. I'm stupid young, right? Mm -hmm. Not a teenage mom or anything, but like, I'm young. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. But I was just like, uh, uh no i i don't think i've seen that mm -hmm. and then i went home and i did just what you did and i fucking googled it and yep. my god guys do not google me <laughs> i mean you know what go ahead go ahead google it but i googled it and i was horrified because i started thinking about that coming out of my body mm -hmm. and i was like what if it happens like randomly while i'm at work what do i do yeah. like should i start wearing like a pad or something in preparation for this plug thing and yeah. what do is it gonna just fall out or am i gonna have to is it a lot is it not a lot yes, is like it... do i help it along what is is it the first birth of the birth what's happening does that no mean? i totally yes. get it no it was and then when it happened it was like right. nothing for me oh no well i mean granted i had like lots of pain beforehand but like then it just was out and i was like oh oh crap no i it happened to me two days before i even went into labor got it and so I was in the restroom and, you know, my mucus just fell into the toilet and I was fucking mortified <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, like, do I need it? <laughs> do I fucking put it in a doggy bag? Put it bag? in a doggy bag for the doctor to show her. Look, like, it came out. Oh, God. <laughs> so I took a picture of it and then I called Joe, my husband, and I was like, I need to show you something and it's so gross, but I'm really this freaked out. There's a baby coming and he 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 doesn't know <laughs> and he looked at it and i remember he was like oh what the fuck is that <laughs> and and these are the things that couples experience 
by themselves, I think. Oh, my God. And nobody talks about and it. Nobody, nobody talks, about, talks it. about it. Nobody says, hey, beware to be fucking traumatized by this bloody mucus thing that's going to just fall out of your body one day. It always happens. Not even a part of the birth. It just means that your body getting is there. getting there. Mm-hmm. And it can be horrifying or it can be, like you said, like nothing. Well, so, but like, yeah, it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. Growing up. Like in a Mexican culture, we don't even talk about sex. We don't yeah. talk about sex ed. We don't talk about condoms. We don't talk about contraceptives or, mm-hmm. you know, menstrual periods. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about any of that. And then here I am, this mucus thing falling out of my body. And I'm like, Google was like my best friend. But at the same time, I was like, I can't tell my mom about this shit or my friends who don't have kids. Like, yeah. It was yeah. just you and your partner if you if you have one. And if you happen to have somebody who had a kid. Right. But I didn't. I don't think yeah. I had any friends either. Who had no, kids. I didn't have any. I was the first one. So I was like, what the fudge is that? So, what do I yeah, do? So that's what happened to me, right? So I don't remember it being so shocking. I think it's because I had looked it up beforehand and, no. I, and I knew what to expect. But like, if I didn't do that myself, it would have been more traumatizing. I looked up pictures. And it still was not sufficient they had told to prepare me, me. They had told me the same thing you told me, like, you know, prepare. And remember, I had already gone through a baby class. Uh, because when I, I did too. When I got pregnant, I signed up for but a baby class. But all they showed me was how to change a fucking diaper. And... So our class was, <laughs> no, our class was like a month long. And you go twice a week. A month? Listen, twice a week. It was like a college course. I was like, can I put this on my eval? Because, like, <laughs> I did this. Um, yeah, it was a month long. Mine was, it was twice day. a week. Twice a week. And I'd have to go in, and they showed us, they were kind of pushing, like, natural birth, which that, I have a whole nother no, they did that story in about too. that. So, like, you're not less of a person for having a kid. You're not less of a mom. Give me the drugs. Yeah. Drug me up, bro. Yeah. I'm not, no, why be in pain? If you can do it, that's cool. But yeah. watching this video, I, I could see it. I was like, okay, I could try natural in the beginning, <laughs> see how it goes. We'll just see. Because that's what they push on you. Correct. No one ever says, hey, you know what? It's cool. We've come a long way in terms of how we adjust that we give epidurals and they're perfectly safe, but there are these side effects. They don't even talk to you about it. They no. say they try to push hey, the, like the less like not, not ibuprofen type of drugs, but like Tylenol. The type most of- natural type of birth without drugs. And to be a hundred percent honest, pushing that gave me a sense of like, well, I could try. I could mm-hmm. try that. Yep. And then a false sense and then of it, confidence. Correct. And then if it doesn't happen, you are so dif- disappointed. Yeah. But let me just tell you, right? So like I went through that class, so I was expecting the mucus blood, whatever, whatever. I was not expecting that pain. I did not know checking your cervix was so painful. I also started spotting after my mucus blood mm-hmm. came out. So now I'm like, oh great. You know, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. My goal was to wait till I went into labor. I never wanted to be induced. I wanted to wait. Mm-hmm. When I went into my following appointment, I went into the appointment. Just expecting like a normal, like, oh, look, here's your baby. Here's your heart rate. Here's your baby's heart rate. Like, yay, you, you're not good yet. I was so scared that they were going to check my cervix again, that when I went into my appointment, my blood pressure was high again, which my blood pressure had been high in the beginning of my pregnancy. At the end, it wasn't. But because my blood pressure was high in that appointment, the doctor was like, eh, so come back tonight at seven and we'll just induce you. And I was like, okay, excuse me, sir. I literally came in here for you to just check my heart rate from my baby. You're telling me that I'm now going to have a baby by tomorrow? Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I have three hours to go home and prepare for said baby. I have two more days, according to my calendar. Well, you just shortened my preparation. Well, well like, you have this vision in your no, head. No, you do. I, I completely understand. And so all of a sudden, they're like, no, just come in. We're going to just do it now. And I'm like, what? So I'm going home, and, like, my in-laws are there. And I'm yeah. just like, hey, guys, like, 
I guess I'm going to have a baby tonight. They're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. So I prepared in the only way I knew how, which was I just check some email before I go. And I don't know what else to do. Like, I can't yeah. prepare it any other way. No, going to go. Because you, you get into this, at least for me, I think I, I freak out all the way up until my labor starts. And then when my labor started for my first and my third pregnancy, mm-hmm. I went into this very chill mode. Of like, this right, is happening. This is happening. All right. And Joe, I could tell that he was super nervous, like mm-hmm. trying to get my shit together, my bag, my all yeah. of that. And, but he was trying to keep it together. So like well. I had all that stuff together. Yeah. So I was ready. I just wasn't mentally, I guess. And yeah. so that's when I went in and then the lady made the stretch mark comment. And I was like, woman, get away from me. Yeah. And because I had high blood pressure, I required a couple more things in having baby, which was... Constant monitoring of her in my stomach. So I had this annoying ass, like, big, round, thing. big, yeah, around. And anytime I breathe, it would move, which was super annoying. Yeah. So I had that too. Yeah. So they did that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when we. Uh, so for, for those of you who've oh. never had children, think of it like a, like a waistband, like a big, fat, like four inch waistband mm-hmm. that they put around your belly and they Velcro to you with a monitor. And, and the monitor has to be precisely somewhere on your round belly where if you move, you know, it's round. So it like falls off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just for the baby's heartbeat. And yours is monitored, obviously, through everything else. And you can hear both of your heartbeats constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, it's like being, you know, put into a... No, it's like you hear it. I can hear her constantly, mm-hmm. which is cool, except for the fact of something else they don't tell you. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me keep on track here. Okay. Right. So... This was 7 p.m. I went in. Mm-hmm. They brought me upstairs. So I learned some things about myself during this pregnancy also, during this birth experience. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about redheads and our issues when it comes to medical things. Mm-hmm. So apparently redheads have a really hard time finding your veins in your arms. So I had the nurse try three times trying to find my vein in my arm. She couldn't find it. They brought in a phlebotomist and uh-huh. she came in. She couldn't get it. She tried three times. They finally gave up after like an hour and a half of them trying and they put it in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I had an IV in my hand, which they didn't want to do originally, right? And then they came and they were like, okay, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this little pill like up your vagina. And what it's going to do is it's going to thin your cervix out. So you'll start having small contractions. They did this. I had very small contractions all night, very small, just uncomfortable, like period cramps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had them in the back and then the front. Um, mind you, I'm supposed to be like trying to get sleep. No. And, but I can hear the child. And then anytime I move, the, the monitor moves and so the nurse comes in and she's like, Hey mom, let me just like, you know, yeah. Okay. They, bye. And then they flip, they flip you around like you're a goddamn potato sack. I mean, yeah. When you're so, in there. <laughs> so she'd come in and be like, Hey, it moved again. And I'm like, bro, I literally just turned my head. I didn't even, yeah. right. So that's happening. And then the whole time husband's passed out and I'm just like, whatever, like, I guess you could just sleep, get out of my face. Uh, I'm so, you know, I got some sleep, not a lot. So in the morning, it's been 12 hours, had to sleep up my crotch. Um, the nurses come in and they go, okay, so we're going to um, check to see where you're at. So they check my cervix again. Not as painful as the first time, but like a, nothing, nothing changed. Essentially, I was at the same spot I was before. I just had uncomfortable cramps already. And they're like, okay, we're going to start your Pitocin. And they started my Pitocin at about, I would say, 11 mm-hmm. o'clock is when they were like, okay, we're going to start it. And they like put the drip in, whatever. And I was like, cool, this should be fine. And I'm laying there. And the way that the video that I watched 
prior to this, described childbirth can take up to one to three days and like your body slowly goes through the process of childbirth and your cramps and your Don't contractions. Don't you love the soft voices you, 100%. in those videos? Your, your contractions will go from, <laughs> you know, a level one to like a level 1.2 to like a level one point. And like, it's like slowly, they'll slowly. And so I'm like, cool. All right, I'm going to do this. Oh, here's a, here's a contraction. I feel it. Cool. All right. That kind of hurt. It was about a one. All right. Sweet. Passes. And then the next one comes and I'm like, ooh, crap. That's like a three or a four. What is, what? It isn't a slow progression. And it goes away. And like the next one. And I'm like, holy shit. So about, I want to say an hour, an hour into starting the Pitocin, I went from nothing to full on bawling. I was bawling. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, understand how people can do this. I'd like, the stupid fucking video was dumb. That was stupid. It didn't prepare me at all. Prepared me 0%. Yeah. And so I'm laying there and I'm crying and the nurse is looking at me like, and I'm like, woman, get away from me. And she's like, you want to sit on the ball? Is this helping? I'm like, no, this is not helping. I am crying. Like, I can't do this. I need medicine. And she's looking at me like, what do you mean you need medicine? Oh, my God. And I was like, I need medicine. Like, this is too hard. She's like, well, how about we just check you? I was like, convinced that I'm just, like, dramatic and can't do it. So I lay back down. She checks me and she goes, oh, wow. Ah, right in the good part. I have to hit the pause button. I would not leave you hanging, though. Part two of this episode is already available so that you can continue listening to Sam and I talk about our horror <laughs> birthing stories. However, it was too long an episode to put onto one, so part two is available. Just click on next and enjoy the rest of the episode. 